podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please visit ProfessionalCasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. Also, every month we're going to be giving away any one item to a Patreon backer at the $5 tier or above. Check out patreon.com slash professional casual for more information. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. Welcome to this very special episode of Ogrim Podcast of Perilous Adventure. Goodbye. <laughs> it's episode 50. <laughs> well, why did we give him control of the board? Because <laughs> he's always had control of the board. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. I've uh, been really good for a long time. <laughs> you do you with do that, rein it in often. With that super with that super funny joke that everyone loves a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say you try to keep it every seven episodes or so? It's been a minute. Without counting. Probably. It's been like 15 or more episodes. I'll put it in my notes. So yeah. Uh, so with this very special 50th episode, quite the milestone, that's almost a year weekly. We'll be celebrating that in a couple of weeks. Yeah. I don't know many other things that I have done with as much regularity as this show. Cool. Like, I mean, like... <laughs> A great mean story, Danny. Like, no, like, like I don't do like work things that regular. Like, obviously, like the obvious things, duh, but like for fun. Shower. Usually, I like, cut out pauses longer than a second or, or two, that but that one's going to stay. Worth it. All right. I'm like, real what tired. What do I say to that? Oh, I was really trying good. to make it a compliment, but go yourself. No, I get it. This is good pop. <laughs> so. Other podcasts I listen to like to celebrate milestone episodes like this by like opening champagne or something. But we are not that classy. So I thought, what's what's better than champagne for WFRP? Sour bread crawlers. I mean, you just have those anyway. Raw mm. potatoes. Nerd. Charlie's bro. trying to kill you. Ish. Yeah. Accurate. <laughs> yes, he is. Sorry, Chuck. Yeah. Chuck is absolutely trying to kill you. Big Chuck. Yep. Yep. All those trolley, nerd, uh, chewy, gummy. You crawlers. might want to make sure that like all your affairs are still in the order that you want them to be in, and not in like Big Chuck order. <laughs> oh, that's actually a great point. You know, just saying. It's a great point. So, what is better than champagne? Well, I was thinking, what could be more Warhammer? Because like champagne's not very Warhammer. Is it disease? Is it is it the blood of the innocent? <laughs> Close. So I thought I want to get Bugman's Sectopolex, but you can't get that except for Bugman's Brewery at Warhammer World, and I'm pretty sure they don't ship or anything. And that's not in our uh, Patreon budget yet. <laughs> not yet. Maybe maybe in a few years. There you go. <laughs> we'll go on a trip there. Okay. We'll do Gapapa Live at Bugman's Brewery. Oh my god, that sounds amazing. That does sound amazing. Okay, Patreon goal. Schedule it. Yep. Uh, so, people, uh, patrons in the Discord asked for some help there. So, what? Since there is Bugmans, one of our patrons lives like in the same town, city, whatever it is, as GW. So I said, "Have you had it?" And he has, of course, he's been there. I'm like, "What? I don't even know what is it like. What kind of ale is it?" And he said, "It's a really dark stout." 
So they gave us some ideas of what we could get that was the most similar. And what I found around here was North Coast Brewing Old Rasputin Russian Imperial Stout. Hmm. I haven't tried it yet. I want to try it on camera first. I want to say this is going to be my last drink for probably a significant amount of time. Probably a significant amount of time. Probably. And we wanted to announce here first with the 50th episode. Dan's pregnant. <laughs> Come Lord. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. I'm just going to drink this whole thing now and have this episode. No, the be baby. <laughs> You're a bad GM. Don't be a bad father, mother. <laughs> this episode is going to be a blur if I drink this whole thing. Because this is 9%. Yeah, that's high. We need yeah, one of those cookies you brought. Yeah. I'm having kombucha. Watered down mm. kombucha. That's not bad. That's pretty good. I haven't had a stout in years, but that's good. Uh, so my last alcohol drink for a while, mm. uh, I have, we've decided, well, not we decided. Tim's kind of browbeat me into this idea that I agreed to, that if we get to a certain Patreon goal, I will go get a procedure done to get my liver checked out to see if it's okay. Not necessarily from drinking too much, but uh, I think it was back Poor in genes. college. There was, I was like diagnosed with a chance of a, a condition called fatty liver, which can lead to like cirrhosis m much easier. Mm. And at the time it was inconclusive. And they said the only way they can find out for sure is if they did a biopsy. And I said, I don't, I don't want you to cut out a piece of my liver. No, thank you. Wuss. So I never did it. And then when Tim heard about it, he was like, no, you got to go do that. That sounds important. And I was like, eh. And then I don't know how it came up to like make it a Patreon goal. And I was like, sure. If we hit this goal, I'll go get my biopsy. We were watching the Super Bowl. Oh, was it then? Yeah. And I was like, hey, if we get to this specific thing, how about you go get a liver biopsy? And you were just drunk enough <laughs> <laughs> to say yes. Um, I believe I yelled, Danny, you heard that, right? I heard it. I absolutely heard it. I do and, remember that. Uh, the fatty liver would definitely explain your very low uh, teen girl-like intolerance to Incredibly booze. low tolerance. I feel like yep. I can already feel it from two drinks. And yep. while you sympathize with foie gras. As well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good Lord. Uh, yeah. So big announcements for episode 50. <laughs> Dan might be dying. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Ultimate so guilt into becoming a patron. Help us reach that goal. So I'll get my liver checked out. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. All right. You're done. What? I literally had You're two. Done. It's You're not ready. even past the next. I know. Uh, unfortunately, because of a lot of our listeners are international, know that we are in America, which means... <laughs> Uh, doctors literally require, you know, money. So our firstborn is my favorite of our children, so I will not give her up for his biopsy. I'm sorry. Right. I will so not sacrifice my firstborn for this. And I can say that because Felix will never hear this episode and get upset. So yeah, he, now he definitely will sometime. Okay. I'm going to play it for him. <laughs> and then that brings us to our next Patreon goal. Therapy for our kids. <laughs> Man, you went right past Big Chuck for that one. That was kind of a little rude. Right. He's fine. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so another big announcement I want to talk about on the show, other than, you know, helping us reach Patreon goals with patreon.com slash professional casual. Also, I want to talk about hitting a we want to, we're setting a goal for reviews on iTunes. Yes. Once we get to 50 five star reviews. Because uh, if there's nothing that Big Chuck appreciates more, it's imitation <laughs> and um, taking his good ideas 
No, he's going to react to this very positively. He doesn't watch. He doesn't this. listen. He, he loves Lost Omens. He he will not watch this one because he hates you succeeding. <laughs> <laughs> that is a hundred percent accurate. <laughs> Damn wow. man. Uh, but yeah, so once we hit uh, 50 five-star reviews, we're going to be, um, when you use that as a kind of a springboard to produce some more content and do some one-shots. Yeah. Um, with the Gapapa crew. I haven't decided who's going to GM that yet. Me or Danny or somebody else or rotation would yeah. be cool. Cool. But, you know, we are, we're well on our way to 50. By the time of recording, we um, just kind of, instead of just saying, Hey, actually, was while we're listening to Elite Eight, where you're talking about, you know, that uh, Charlie has his uh, 55 star review goal to do a bracket of his eight most embarrassing moments, which sound like they That's all sound awful. like bangers. As, as, <laughs> they all as sound the amazing. That, that he has to clear those through. Um, <laughs> I, I'm still kind of hoping we never get there. <laughs> they sound brutal. It's incredible. Uh, and Tim was joking that, and you know, on Gapapa, Dan just asked nicely for five star reviews and I was like we should set a goal for that. Yeah. So we said what what will you what would be a better goal than than more content? People like the show. Right. Do give a five star review to get more cuz that's our biggest complaint we get is people say they just want more. Yeah. The hour is up and we'll they have to wait more. a week and they're sad. I just we just saw a thing to, uh, today or yesterday. I think it was a reviewer email somebody said they had just caught up in like a in 2 weeks or something. Yeah, the whole Maybe series. One of your friends, actually. Oh yeah. Yeah, they said that they tuned in for your stellar voice acting. <laughs> <laughs> um, he was super nice too. Uh, I think it was David. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was nice. Yeah. No, yeah. to yeah. us, That's not him. <laughs> Have I met? Is this the David I met? He tied our bow ties at your wedding, didn't he? He did. Oh, that guy. He did. He threw and up a lot at your bachelor party. Also, <laughs> yes, he did. This is not the shout out he was probably expecting. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to cut out his last name, though, in the podcast yeah. version. Oh. Also, <laughs> uh, at my wedding, he jumped the railing to go get the rings that I've forgotten in my car. Right. Yeah. I remember wow. that. Wow. Yeah. Oh, Good really job, like best meet, man. Really yeah. like to meet this guy. 10 out of 10. Like he star, was, he's way taller than me. He Why was way faster. That? To be fair. (laughs) All right, let's continue with our 50th episode celebrations. I went all the way to New York City to get you guys these cookies from Milk Bar. Ooh. And she just bust through that quarantine wall? There's nothing better for a podcast than crinkly plastic wrappers. (laughs) We can have them whenever. (laughs) All right, so 51 star reviews gets us what? No more crinkly wrappers? Uh, Big Chuck becomes the new GM if we get 51 star reviews. No one wants that. I thought you meant 51 uh, I do. Right. I was like, is it fifty-one or is it fifty-one right. star? <laughs> Chuck because yeah. and he just screams for the entire hour and a half. He's just yeah. angry the whole time. Yeah, it's a lot different. When Dan's mean to my character, it's different than Chuck screaming at me for twenty minutes <laughs> about something that you didn't even do. Yeah, about because you said something slightly not positive about the CW. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. my next the thing about network? Yes. <laughs> yes, specifically yeah. like their superhero shows. <laughs> also, I was told we <laughs> Alex were, can't even. I was told we were dressing up tonight. Yeah, so I got my jacket mm. on. I wasn't able to get an emergency sombrero from Justine, so we're gonna save it for a different specific time. All right, I misunderstood the assignment. Mm. So, if you're not a patron yet, five dollar tearing up. You get the video. So I 
I dressed up in my cheerleader outfit because <laughs> I, d- I didn't. I, I didn't know. Because you like stole that from the school or something, didn't you? I wouldn't use that word. <laughs> if this I, doesn't move Patreon, <laughs> I, I simply don't know what will. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You know, um, I didn't steal. I got the keys legally to the basement. They knew <laughs> I was taking it. We don't even have cheerleaders anymore. Like... It's amazing. <laughs> it still fits. I can't oh, that's even, awesome. even have it. Oh my yeah, goodness. Oh in the my back God. Of the <laughs> so. Oh, that is so good. This so, is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I had no idea you had something hidden under your jacket. Yeah. I was like, Tim, are we, are we doing the, I, I got, sh- I got shtick. And he said, do you have something <laughs> underneath that? And I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> it's very exciting. <laughs> so. Oh, wow. Yeah. I put underwear on. So, congratulations. Yay. Yeah. Are they clean? Uh, they're underwear. Mm. Did you have I mean, any dairy today? Oh, God. Uh, no. Golf clap. Yeah. Yay. Yay. I'm going to take this off. We'll see how long this lasts for. <laughs> Showing off the guns, too. Yeah. Well, cheerleading is a sport, Dan. I, I didn't say it wasn't. I didn't say you did say it wasn't. <laughs> All right. You got a review to read for us, right? I do. One of those five-star reviews is going on the way, getting us on the way to those one shots. And we say one shot. Well, it never lasts one episode. I was going to say, well, we haven't decided exactly how we're going to release that content. So yeah. it might be one big episode to cover the whole one shot, or it might be split into smaller, you know, bite-sized hour chunks as we usually do. Yeah. All right, so we received a message from a new patron, and they wrote, Hi, all. Loving your GNP podcast and really happy to support more of them. Back in the day, like last millennium when I had hair, I ran Enemy Within for first edition weekly over about 18 months. I say ran, but generally the party indulged in ignoring the plot with surprising success. They did, however, spend two sessions having a snowball fight, set up in a, the obligatory pie shop in Bogenhofen, Ooh. and started a short-lived but profitable rat-catching scam. There was, indeed, a small but vicious dog. Anyway, I have hugely fond memories of the game, the party fleeting the annihilation of Bogenhofen, discovering and liberating a riverboat followed by its rapid uh, destruction by avoiding the plot all the way to Mindheim and the resulting infestation of chaos. Good times! Now, 28 or so years on, I've discovered 4E and the new EW campaign and want to rerun the game with new players. So I hunted for a podcast to help me clarify rules and remind me of the game. GMP is brilliant. Really enjoying binge listening and catching up. Currently on episode 22. You guys rock. Sometimes I'm snorting with laughter. Other times I find myself pausing and other tasks gripped with tension, wondering what will Lucky do now. <laughs> so he can't, I can't wait till he gets to episode yeah. 30 or oh, 31. Yeah. Here's the good news. <laughs> uh, cheers and looking forward to the next 20 or so episodes and beyond. And that's from Simon. Oh, thank you. Thanks, Simon. Thank you, Simon. That was awesome. Very you're cool. enjoying it. We did Love hearing stuff like that. Receive an email also today at a time of recording from uh, Matt's. I'm going to butcher this last name really before. Pretty sure we have before on here. Uh, yeah, because he's, he's, he's written in before. Uh, Matt's Ulring is how I'm going to say it. Now don't look at me. I'm terrible yeah. at pronunciation. But he uh, had commented a couple uh, miscast things that we had gotten incorrect. And... Mm. Um, very specifically wrote uh, uh, probably one of the best lines that we've received in anyone that's reached out to the network, um, which goes as follows. It is widely known that if a GM does not know the rules and players have to tell him how it is, the player should in some way be appreciated by the GM. Maybe a fate point. 
which was taken a little hard from the player. <laughs> if we ask Carl, honestly, honesty lasts the longest, right? That was it. That was just yeah. that part. I agree. Matt, you get a fate point for knowing the rules because Tim didn't either. <laughs> I'm fine with that. So one thing he clarified uh, with extinctive diction, I've been upset that you can't miscast on a critical. You can still miscast on a fumble. Yes. And while channeling, you also miscast on any tens. tens. Yep. So it's not like you, I knew there was some way you could still miscast. I just hadn't bothered to look it up yet. The good news is <laughs> I, I roll in the 90s often. So wow, 99s and hundreds and 88s. Yeah. Once once you start, if it's in combat and you start getting an advantage, it makes it more difficult to miscast, oh, which is cool. And also, especially uh, several people have reached out letting me know that with Extinctive Diction, I also get plus one success levels on a successful cast, which I did not know. How'd you miss that? I don't know. Read the whole rule. Listen, I saw the thing that <laughs> made it so that you couldn't make my life bad. So that's all I read. Your miscasts have only been good for the pot podcast. Maybe not for Lucky in particular, but It was really for, bad for Rain. But for a grim podcast Oof. of Perilous Adventure. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> That's your Bucky face. What is happening? <laughs> wow. I don't know. I'm so tired. Shut up. If you're listening, by the way, and you're like, wow, this is a lot of banter in the beginning. This is going to be a really nice long episode. So don't worry about it. We got you, fam. I'm sure they've seen the, the time. Spoiler. They were like 50, <laughs> 57 minutes. What? Oh, under an hour. <laughs> no. Episode 50. Yes, I plan on going long. We've got some big plans here before we jump back into Altdorf. We got something a little special for you. I'm surprised we're still in Altdorf. Do you have... Is it <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> you, been in Altdorf for, you were there for a whole episode. And then, Honestly, like, we just, already have... Go ahead. We got a lot of reasons to get out of Altdorf yeah. already yeah. also. So. I'm ready. We just start episode 50 and Dan's like, all right, so you guys are back on the river. And we're like, what? When did that happen? <laughs> like, Wait, I was in an alley. What do you mean? <laughs> like when you left Bogenhof and it was like, all right, you wake up and the you the river, the forest is going by in the river. And you're right. like, oh, we left that money. And I was like, you went to bed. <laughs> he told you you're leaving in the morning. You fell asleep, you dummy. Yeah. So before this uh, Rasputin gets to me too much because oh. I had dinner a few hours ago. Ra, ra, Rasputin. Lover of the Russian Queen. Can I smell it? Of course. Is it pretty good? It is very good. Like I said, I used to drink a lot of stouts in college, but they definitely have fallen off my favorite list. But this is good. That's so good. It's like your old <laughs> beer face before you started appreciating beer more. It's really good. Oh. <laughs> uh, like I'm like. Are in the back of my throat. <laughs> wow, so you know it's a good beer. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I was like, there's oh. just something about a girl in a cheerleading outfit <laughs> trying a beer and pretending that she likes it, and it just brings me back to a simpler age. Talk about nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> just like my prom. Oh my god, you can drive. Well, you can't. But. I couldn't, and I can now. I couldn't, in when we were going to proms in high school. No, that's true. So before we join the the Gapapa gang, are we gonna check in with Franz? Did I ruin it? Oh shoot! <laughs> I didn't even start yet. Oh, good. <laughs> so a door swings open silently into a dark and rainy night. 
Lightning quickly illuminates an older man and a slightly younger woman in the red and blue uniforms of the Altdorf Watch, getting soaked with tired scowls on their faces. A stunningly beautiful woman is inside the door. She's elegantly dressed, her chestnut hair framing her face perfectly. As she looks out, three cherubic children crowd behind her peeking out around her pleated gown. The watchmen hold up a poster. The woman's hand goes to her mouth, shocked. The kids bury their faces into her skirt. The watchman's scowls slowly transform into incredulity as they look from the poster to the woman and back to the poster. The door slams in the face of the smirking guards, then opens. The woman, dressed more modestly, steps out and kneels down in the daylight. The children hug her around the neck, each giving her small kisses on her cheeks while wiping away their own tears. Be good to your aunt, kids. Mumsy's got to save Da, she says as she stands and strides away. We pan down from the ceiling to a crowded bar. The brunette bats her eyelashes at the man behind the bar. His eyes go from her eyes to the coins, to the bar, to the water poster in her hand. He licks his lips and starts talking. We follow his hand as he motions to the booths behind the bar. A carriage rumbles through the woods. It's well-appointed, with deep purple curtains and two burly coachmen atop the cab. A long, deep, bestial horn bellows in the distance. The brunette's eyes widen in fear. She takes off her wedding ring and puts it down her blouse. Her delicate hands fiddle with an expensive dagger that has seen more cheese than it has blood. The coachman's whip cracks and the horses pull the carriage to the left. From the right, the carriage comes back. Now its curtains are torn. Some wood is splintered. We see the brunette in the golden sunlight through the trees dapple the dry sweat and dirt on her face as she looks down to the wanted poster in her hands. A shadow passes over the wanted portion of the page. The shadows from a torch on the wall behind a watchman on the Weisbrook guard. His bloody smock and surgeon's tools still on the table in front of him. The man is nodding in recognition. He holds out his hands to take a better look at the wander poster. His hands are covered in dry blood. Wet, warm blood covers the hands as the brunette stumbles back from a man in dirty rags with a knife in his gut. The shocked look on his face matches the shocked look on her own. She turns to flee. The brunette, now in simple leathers, hair in a loose ponytail, rides hard through the forest. She pulls her horse up, does a tight circle as she looks back the way she came. Regret? Remorse? Uncertainty? I'll play across her face. She turns the horse to gallop again, determination furrowing her brow. The brunette's brow softens as she talks with Dr. Malthusius and his dwarf assistant, Gruny. The dwarf makes a large puffy face and holds his hands out wide to his side. The brunette scowls and shakes her head. The dwarf rolls his eyes and jabs a thumb over his shoulder to shoot to a sewer grate that is partially broken as he takes a hunk of foul meat and throws it to a creature that is equally as foul. The hunk of meat falls into the mouth past the teeth and spittle to come out of the mouth in a yawning, bored-looking clerk. The, the brunette slips him a coin, another, and another. Then as she's setting down the rest of her purse, she notices a large ink stain on the floor. We see down to the blackness of the stain. The darkness brightens into a widening golden crescent as the silhouette of the brunette looking down from a manhole. She crinkles her nose and shakes her head. Pulling the manhole cover back on, we plunge back into the darkness. We come around a corner, the only light coming from one lone street lamp. The brunette is holding a sword to a guard's neck. A droplet of blood rolls down the blade. The roll of blood resolves itself into the roll of the brunette as she easily flows over a stone wall behind a manor house, the noonday sun shining brightly off the windows as the whistles of the watch fade behind her. We drop back down behind the stonework of the wall and then back out over the stonework of a burnt-out warehouse. The brunette is kneeling, examining the burnt remains of Warehouse 13, rubbing soot between her fingers on her gloved hand, 
the only thing that can be seen below the wide brim of her hat is her scowling eyes as she glances quickly behind her. Steel sparks on steel. The brunette barely ducks a wild chop of a boat hook. She flows under the arm of a second assailant. A cloak flutters out behind him. A flag whips in the wind across the street from a dark alley. The brunette leans heavily on the corner of the alley. The two bodies lie motionless behind her. She puts her hand to her side and looks at the light. There's a lot of blood. She pulls a dark kerchief from her neck over her mouth and nose. Those eyes, which are so innocent and soft, surrounded by her children, have grown hard and sharp. The brunette stands outside a coach in the dark of night. Her leather is scuffed and torn. Two men sit atop. Another figure can be seen inside. The night air seems to glow green. Fog clutches at her ankles and knees. I've heard you can help me. I have coin. I have to find my little pokey bear. He just means the world to me. He has to be innocent. He couldn't harm a fly. Well, hop on in. We certainly can be of assistance, Frau Trudy. We've had some experience finding good old Bruno before. Ain't that right, Gunner? Ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I told JB I changed it a little bit. Yeah, but I thought for the better, not for the worse. <laughs> my my ending was a lot better. My, my ending, she was like meeting with uh, Franz. Right? Having a drink with Franz. Would have been real nice. That was way too good for you. <sighs> uh, I feel like the main the main thing I think that I've learned from this is that like honestly, we should have gotten Bruno's wife into this adventuring party. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Like, no, so Roke, I want another golf clap for JB for writing oh. that. Is that what you were up oh, thank you. until two AM? Yeah. Wow. That's why I was up till two AM. Wow. Uh I took a, a few little liberties until the very end that I just erased what JB had and changed. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> I told him I changed it. I was like, you'll find out when we record. It's no big deal. It's just completely oh changed gosh. the trajectory. Um, so I'm going to enact the golden rule. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was good. That was it great. worked out really well because I was yeah. planning on doing a little vignette featuring Gunnar and Holtz. Okay. Because we haven't heard it from them in quite a while. And then you sent me that awesome story about Trudy. Yes. And I said, well, I can kind of put these two things together and just make everybody mad. <laughs> I love it. That was. Did you name her after Officer Trudy from Reno 911? <laughs> uh, no. Um, just like my German name. Uh, I, I just named her after like one of my aunts. <laughs> I, I believe uh, all the characters in this game are named after uh, people in my family. People you're related to. Yeah, yeah probably. Makes sense. Makes sense. I'm going to have to keep that in mind for my next character after me now. <laughs> Just, GB, what's the name of one of your grandmas? Yep. No, I'm naming her Ori, obviously. <laughs> oh, yeah. After JB's mom. <laughs> Instead of Uncle Chet's stories, we'll have new Ori oh stories. Oh, God. So many Ori stories. So when we left the gang in Altdorf, mm. we were in the middle of an Altdorf fog, which Tim ruined my reveal of. Uh, I was so excited to know something that was going on <laughs> in Warhammer lore that. Right, because I unabashedly stole that from Beast and Velvet because I thought that was just perfect for here. Well, we have this, you know, classic pea soup thick fog that's known to last for days or even weeks, potentially. You found a wanted poster featuring Mina and Bruno. Oh, I almost said Mina and Bruno. No proof. Whew. Lucky went to get his new, not fake, wizard license. Correct. 
on the way back, Mina and Bruno are on the way back to the boat. Mina and Bruno decide to, you know, kind of keep a low profile and stay on the boat. And an NPC spotted us immediately. Yeah, I had 20% chance. <laughs> and I rolled like an eight. And I was like, all right. Well, Bruno and Lucky go to find a buyer for the wool. They do. Carl and Lucky. Did I say Bruno again? Yeah. Yep. Every time. Every time. Ugh, can't even blame them on the alcohol because I'd do it forever. After 52 episodes, you will have one year of opportunity to <laughs> learn to get this right. And I believe in you. You can do it. Well, I'm uh, damn near. Well, the time this comes out, I'll be 35. And my dad still calls me my brother's name. So there's probably not much hope for me here. He also still calls me you guys' old dog's name. So <laughs> does he? I'm, Every now and then. Really? Dot. Oh, dot, dot. Yeah. Biz dot. Daisy. Danny. <laughs> He's just like his mom that would go through like several generations of people and dogs before getting to somebody's name. Yeah. <laughs> you guys found a buyer for the wool. He's going to yep. come back in the morning for it. While you guys, after you, you two finish talking with this gentleman, you hear booted footsteps making their way towards your direction. Lucky ducks into an alley. Carl continues on as if nothing is amiss. As far as he knows, there is a those booted footsteps get closer rapidly. What do you do? Yeah, Carl's going to step to the side. He assumes that these guards are just going to run past at, because they're after something or someone else. And so I'm going to let that happen. So he's going to just kind of like pause and look at them and wait for them to go by. Very good. Lucky? You knew the uh, same thing in the alley? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So you see a, a squad of six uh, dock watchmen rush past Carl would absolutely know the reputation of the dock patrols in Altdorf who are known to be brutal. Yeah. Cunning. No. Oh, <laughs> they have other qualities, uh, but those in the boat, well, Bruno would probably know this as well, that besides them being brutal, they are known well for their um, susceptibility to bribes. That you can get away with almost anything on the docks if you got the money for it. But they go right past you two. They don't even see Lucky in the alleyway with all the fog. They they go right past Carl without a second glance. Mina and Carl. No, nope. damn it. Still wrong. <laughs> Looking right at JB. I still say it wrong. Oh, that's so still good. Wrong. Mina and Bruno. Yep. You hear hurried. Footsteps come down the dock. Okay. And then to your boat. Oh, no. I'm going to jump in the water. And you hear a loud knock on your cabin door. Oh, hello. Who is it? Dock patrol. We need to check out this boat. Oh, we have already um, gone through the proper procedures. Is there anything in particular you are looking for? Let me take a look at who's inside. Nobody here but us chickens. <laughs> Philippe and Renat look at each other and they just nod to you too. And okay. they go to the door. I will hide underneath a blanket. Ooh, Mina? Little tootsies sticking out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Where am I going to hide? Where is there to hide in the boat? Is there a window to jump out of? <laughs> Can I fit through the window? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
Mina would be able to, sure. Is there a spot to hide here? I'm sure there's more than one blanket. It's gonna look, it's Maybe gonna there's look. a barrel. It's gonna look so stupid. Just whatever. <laughs> there's a lot whatever of, what? We're just gonna go into the prison cell. <laughs> there's a lot of wool. No, I, listen, I've fallen for that before. <laughs> don't don't do that. Since the last recording, Danny has been convinced that Mina's just gonna spend the rest of the adventure in jail. I was like talking about the next <laughs> character that I was gonna mm. roll up, and he's like, "What are you talking?" I was like, "For when Mina goes to jail." Yeah. He's like, "Why is Mina going to jail?" And I was like. Were you not there in episode 49? Obviously. <laughs> I was like, oh, right. Yeah, that's how it ended. Remember how I really like this character? So you're going to do everything you can to ruin it? Remember that? What oh, you have first for 50 episodes. Was, was admitting that you liked the I character. know. I shouldn't have done that. I just got to like do the whole like dude negging thing. Like she's okay, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like guilty people hide. That's probably a mean thing to think. I actually didn't kill this guy. I've killed a lot of people. I've not killed this guy. His stickers, not on my sword. Right. (laughs) See, there is no Hello Kitty with brandy bottle. (sighs) Is it like super conspicuous that Bruno's hiding? It's Bruno. What? Like, <laughs> I mean, remember this cabin is very similar to Joseph's. There's not two stories here, but there is like it's not one big room. You do have like a storeroom and like a kitchenette type area. I'll go into the storeroom. Okay. So you go into the storeroom and you hear the door of the cabin open and close quickly, and you hear shouting from Philippe and Renat. Okay. In Bretonian. Hmm. Loud shouting at each other. They sound angry. Okay. Did you have any advances in Bretonian? I don't know. Did Bruno take any advances in Bretonian? No, he did not. I know as Reichlanders, you get access to that skill, but obviously you don't actually speak it unless you put some advances in it. I would only know if they're like asking where the bathroom is. (laughs) So you recognize that they are yelling in Bretonian, but you don't know what they are saying. And you hear the watchmen like, like trying to, to butt in and whatnot. And they just keep going. And you hear them like walking around the boat a bit. And it sounds like Renat's yelling at Philippe and he's like trying to defend himself in a way. Like he has these like short retorts kind of thing. And this goes on for a few minutes. And then you hear it kind of quiet down. Not like they're getting further away, but the argument kind of dies out. And then you hear the door to the cabin open and close again. I'll peek out from underneath the covers. You see Renat and Philippe just like big smiles on their face, like hugging, like they're super excited. And they're like, Renat's like, just stay there. Back underneath the cover. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine Bruno like scooching down, like, oh yeah. I'm under the covers. Renat goes over to the storeroom and she kind of cracks the door, but she's it's it is just me. Okay. Like, we seem to have uh confused them enough yes. to go away. I don't they don't seem to speak Bretonian. I think they think we're the only ones on on the boat. Oh, oh thank thank you, Renat. You are a wonderful new friend to have. I appreciate this kindness. Yeah, you said you did not kill this man. So. I did not kill this. We were not even here when this man died. He was, um, I do not know Bretonian word for, um, uh, I was going to say that, <laughs> for um, uh, 
big douchebag, <laughs> uh, but was a horrible person and uh, very rude. That's to actually all a Bretonian term that the Empire has <laughs> oh. taken from. Wonderful. <laughs> you know, one time my uncle, no, I'm not going to go into that. Uncle you... Chet's not talking about douches. <laughs> well, luckily, uh, Carl and Lucky were not on the poster, so they should they should be okay out there. But I think you I think you guys could come out now. Wonder what were you two uh, yelling about? I thought I caught something about them. Um, maybe something uh, green or perhaps a fruit of some kind. Philippe starts laughing really hard. <laughs> he just says, <laughs> uh, "She she said I burnt the cheese," <laughs> and then he just laughs even more. And she's like, "Yeah, more or less. It was um, how you how do you Berto- uh, uh, Imperials say uh, his uh, flat flat." Flatlands? Flatulence? Yes. Oh. I, I wasn't sure what else to be upset about, so that's the first thing came to mind. So you were <laughs> yelling at him about his toots? Yes. Oh. Luckily, I don't funny. think, again, I don't think the watchman knew the language, so it didn't matter what we were yelling about. Eventually, we were just yelling random things on the boat, like, this is a coil of rope. (laughs) (laughs) Well, luckily, I cannot think of any reason why we would want to spend any longer in this city. I'm sure we will leave very quickly and without haste, uh, because none of us have any business here in Altdorf. That's probably a good idea. I don't know if that would work again. They might. Yes. I'm sure they realize what we were speaking, and they might send somebody that knows Bretonian next Mm. time if they're still suspicious. But... For now, I, I think you two should stay on the boat, probably. Yes, but I agree. Yes. It's up to you when, when you wish to leave town, of course. We will see when uh, Carl and Lucky return and we will talk to them. We do have a buyer for the wool uh, who is coming tomorrow. But yes, Bruno and I should uh, stay out of sight, especially I do believe there is a reward for us for this crime we did not commit. So yeah, 10 crowns is a lot. I don't think Mina knows about the buyer for the wool yet, though. Oh, Dan, cut that out. No, she's a witch. She has powers. (laughs) (laughs) So, Carl, I almost said Bruno again. Good Lord. Carl and Lucky, you would have heard this shouting. Uh, Neither of you have any advances in Bretonian, right? I do. Oh, you how many? One, three? Probably three. (laughs) Probably. It is three. The only phrase in Bretonian that Carl knows is Donde esta la biblioteca? Man, the T-bone. <laughs> he knows that. Sounds more... Um, not est- yeah, Estalia. <laughs> Estalian. But yeah, I have three advances in it, but with a high intelligence, that's a 48. So I'm, you know... Uh, pretty good at it. I'm going to do fromage. Yeah, il fait de soleil. Lene, 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 lene. Uh, shouldn't tell inside jokes on a podcast. Terrible idea. Yeah, it Not is funny. Similar to um, uh, your father always calling you by your brother's name. I took French for two years, and my mom always called it Spanish. Did you do your Spanish homework? And I'd be like, No, <laughs> I don't have any. Uh, so yeah, you guys hear this yelling. Lucky you, you understood. They started talking about farts, and then they were just like yelling about things on the boat. It seems completely random. But they're like yelling at each other like they're actually angry. And you ah. hear the watch patrol like, hey, what are you, calm down. What are, we need to talk to you. And then they just give up after a few minutes. All right, Carl, I think we're good. Philippe keeps farting. 
I I hope that he hasn't ruined the boat. No, so imagine Carl's like, who said that? Where'd that come from? No, I, I I think I think he burned the cheese pretty good. We're we're going to have to ask him to sleep outside of the cabin. I think. Yeah, probably. But let's let's get back and assess the damage. Well, let's wait for the watch to pass by again. Assuming they do. Oh yeah, they go they go back back the way they came, but they're walking. Okay. They're not in as they're not in a hurry this time. You hear them grumbling like that was a waste of time. Blah blah blah. Nobody there. <sighs> All right. Couple of Dumpertonians. Wow. Snail ears. Your mumbles like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. After they pass, I'm I'm fine leaving. I just yeah, the last couple times I've heard the watch coming. It hasn't worked out great. <laughs> it- I, I'm I'm fairly certain that it's only in other cities that they're after us. Listen, I don't know how they talk. They send stuff. They send letters. Who knows? They they saw us with Mina and Bruno earlier. We we could be hearsayers or or whatever. Could be. Listen, I've been guilty by association way too many times before. To not assume that I am wanted next to anyone else that's actually wanted, whether they did the thing that they are accused of not doing or 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 un. What? Uh, some Bretonian slipped in there. Sorry, my bad. I don't speak Bretonian. I took French for six years, and I know omelette du fromage. Yeah. And je suis la juvie. Oh, mazi. <laughs> <laughs> we did finally figure what that meant recently. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I just, man, I, I don't think you could be too careful. The watch doesn't discriminate. They just need a guilty party. You have a point. It, I, I, I will admit that we've definitely had what I feel are probably unjustified interactions with the guard. It's hopefully they won't come back to the boat later. Yeah, we should get back there, though, probably. Right. Unless. Yep. You want to go help me look? Maybe we can check out my dad's place real quick. No? Okay, yeah, we can go I, back to the bar. <laughs> lucky, if I'm if I'm being honest, I'm not actually sure that your dad is in Altdorf. I, so, I know that Elvira may have said some things, but it is clear that Elvira is a criminal, and she should not be trusted. So I would not take anything that she said with any truance. I I thought we did trust her, and that's why we saved her and reunited her with her niece. And she seemed pretty cool to me. Well, you know, maybe it takes a grifter to know grifter, but uh, she's certainly not someone that I would trust any more than um, me to trust me. So in a life or death situation, yeah, probably an okay person to trust. But do I think that she is has my best interest in mind? Probably not. (laughs) Carl is definitely just wearing a very perplexed look as he's just like trying to do the calculus about how much Mina trusts him and (laughs) like what the implications (laughs) of all that are. Especially that with that conversation you had with Mina a couple of days ago on the boat where you're both a little worried about Lucky. In, in any case, 
what let's let's get a move on i the sooner we find out what's going on on the boat the better off we'll be i mean like i said we might want to wait a couple minutes for it to air out but yeah and we should certainly mark our way back over there <laughs> burnt the cheese <laughs> going to be my new thing. Right. Oh, who burnt the cheese in here? It's like, what's ridiculous? Uh, all right, so you guys head back to the boat. No problem. Uh, you know where it, it's hard to see anything, but you know where it is. Of course, you got all your torches lit on the boat, lanterns and things. And he's going to head into the cabin and walk Lucky and Carl. Guys, the, uh, the watch was looking for us. Yeah, we know. Because of this stupid wanted poster. Because of the cheese burning. What? Philippe laughs really hard again. Yeah, I heard them talking in Bretonian. You know the language? Uh, they speak? Uh, un pito, yes. Wow. <laughs> Lucky, I am so impressed. Oh, don't tell them, though, because then they'll know that I've been listening to their conversations. <laughs> Do not worry. Exaggerated wink. <laughs> <laughs> I nudge Carl, and I'm like, yeah, she trusts me, right? So, like, that's... I appreciate, I appreciate that you explained what you did for the podcast listeners. Yeah, because if they can't see it, they can't see my stupid wink <laughs> that I've been able to do for two years now. And a cheerleading outfit, nonetheless. Yeah. Carl, Carl's going to just like nod real slowly as if he really does agree with what Lucky is saying and appreciates it entirely. He's supernumerate in Lucky's yeah. head. He absolutely gets what he means yeah. <laughs> in the context of what only Lucky knows. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. So, so uh, we are. Uh, we were just discussing how long we should stay in the city since Bruno and I are wanted and have been seen. And we do not know if guard will come back because they were only confused by cheese burning or if they um, if they are done with the in investigation. Well, I we need to at least stay overnight because I already paid for my new license. I need to go get I need to go to graduation tomorrow. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> and, and we've also found a buyer for all the wool. So, yeah. Oh, how fortunate. That is good. Also, um. My dad's probably here, so we should probably, you know, go see him since that was kind of the whole reason I think we all came here in the first place, right? I was very much looking forward to it. Unfortunately, I think Bruno and I are under boat arrest. Oh. Like house arrest, but a boat. Well, what if you wore like big cloaks or whatever? I have a cloak on and we were still seen. Well, you're kind of dumb. So like maybe you weren't wearing the cloak right. I, I am a man known about town, uh, especially in the taverns. Don't you have family here? Shouldn't we go see them? Theories. Uh, Say hi. Let them know that you're okay. No, I think I should stay on the boat, <laughs> especially because the watch are looking for me. I, you know. Allegedly. Uh, Bruno, I, I, I could stop by your home and deliver word for you. They know me. Yeah, Carl and I could go see your family. That actually sounds like a pretty sweet idea. Would it would it be safe? I don't I don't think it would. I don't I wouldn't want you to take that risk. You might lead the I, guard directly there. They might be having uh, somebody uh, watch over uh, the family estate. You have an estate. Uh, he does not have an estate. <laughs> 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 don't I mean. 
<laughs> Captain, I, I just feel like if there's anyone that appreciates what you do and could r- regale your children mm. with stories of, of your exploits and how you saved my life multiple times, and honestly, just uh, out of respect, I, I, I would love to meet your family and, and, and let them know, really, what a persevering source of light you are. Pretty sure Carl doesn't have kids. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my God. I love this little <laughs> Bruno thinks he's the captain. Yeah. Carl knows he's the captain. Uh, Lucky thinks Bruno's <laughs> the captain for whatever reason. And then Mina's also on Carl's side because she realizes that, that that makes the most sense. Ultimately, as long as boat goes, who knows? Right. <laughs> now, uh, as the captain, I will have to put my foot down and, uh, you know, we need to protect this cargo and my ship. Um, we don't want this to be taken by the Altdorf officials uh, for illegal things, right? Uh, if they arrest me, I think they can also arrest the boat. I think that's how sea law works. Yes, um, and they can arrest all possessions on boat. Is why so many um, accused criminals have nothing. Because right. every time they are accused, they their slate their slate gets wiped clean. They lose everything. Yeah, they don't uh, allow boats in prison, which is ridiculous. <laughs> right. Why is there not a boat prison? Can I make a lore check to find out if there's asset forfeiture in the uh, Warhammer legal system? <laughs> what what kind of lore do you got for that? I, I mean, I got lore Reichland. Uh, I mean, I'm not a lawyer and I know what asset forfeiture is. Fair. I mean, yeah, that would make sense for for uh, Carl Carl's history. Make a, a difficult lore Reichland check. Minus 10. <laughs> Well, that's a 92, so... I don't think the modifier mattered there. Carl's uh, like, yeah, that checks out. Yeah, I'm not, <laughs> not going to question the captain. He knows what he's talking about. And Rolf and I were in jail, and there were no boats there, so everything seems to add up. All right, well, I mean, that makes sense, Bruno. If, I, if, I trust you. If you do venture out, I would suggest uh, maybe uh, putting on some sort of disguise, uh, maybe a mustache or some sort of wig, Uh just to throw off the trail of any potential uh, watch that are following you or watching this boat. Mm, Bruno, Uncle Chet always said best defense, best safety measure, fake name. Oh, yes. All right. Fake name. Uh, do you have a fake name? No. I could be Carl with a K. <gasps> oh, there you go. How innovative. Yeah, he definitely doesn't have a fake name. No. Um, nope. I don't. Lucky, I, what I, are we calling you now? Judy? Uh, Jerry. <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> Jerry Crumpet. Oh, Judy Cupcake. Yeah. You could just go by that. Yeah. So that's like, you can still refer to me as like Lucky, just like not in front of like the public. But I, thought, I thought that was the license to change your name to Jerry Crumpet. Right. It's a title. I, I said like I graduated. And now that I am uh, a graduate of the Amethyst School of Magic, um, I have taken on my confirmed name, which is uh, Jerry Crumpet. So if you go to a different college next and do different math. If I switch my majors, yes. You yep. get new name? Uh, y- yes. But then if you do amethyst stuff, then you are still Jerry then. 
Yes. Wow. So like I am Mina and I use sword. But if I use a bow, can I be like a Patricia? Well, you'd have to go to Bowman School. Oh. Um, and and graduate from there. Okay. Uh, and I don't even believe, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, that you you don't even have a swords uh, woman license. So like I I had a license previous when I was a um, a mage of of death. Mm. But uh, a shadow. Thank you, God. Um, <laughs> but now that I have switched my majors, I have a different name. So like, do you oh. have do you have a swordswoman's name? That's different than your actual name. No. Oh, so you're, you're. I mean, you're you're barely elementary school here. Hmm. I will have to think on this. Yeah. Do it. Can I just be Mina when I use the sword, and can I think of different? All right. So I haven't gone to sword time? college before. I've only yeah. gone to um, shadow college, oh. and then and then death college. So like the rules might be different. Um, we'll have to look into this in Nome see if I can find a sword college. Yeah, I went to school I, in Middenheim, so maybe we could go to there, too. I think that's what I told Havira. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the most ridiculous oh conversation God. we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> what? But either way, my dad's always in Altdorf during an Altdorf fog. It's one of the best times for his business. I have to go pick up my... Grrr, uh, Diploma tomorrow. Mm. Okay. So, like, we need to at least stay overnight. Yes. Okay. That, yes. I think that is a good idea. I do not think, too, uh, trying to leave city um, at night during fog is a good idea. Yeah, that's also probably a bad idea just in general. Yeah. Right? Uh, I would, I mean, we could do so slowly. That's for sure. But, uh, I mean, 38 gold is a lot to give up uh, if we don't sell this uh Yes. Oh, well, right. No, sailing at night in an outdoor fog is just foolish. Like you already can't uh, see because it's dark, and then your visibility is limited even further by the fog. But who's the captain? He's he's got you my, there. My sail skill is only forty-one. It, yeah. <laughs> so we will stay night here. Okay. <laughs> Renat also agrees that that is a fantastic idea. And Renat has a bomb sale skill. So. He has like 51, I think. How much kombucha have you had? <laughs> Will you settle down? <laughs> I had half a glass of kombucha. Her sale is 57. Oh, wow. Even her, better than I thought. Her gossip is 51. That's what I was thinking. Oh, wow. Get it right. Oh, so, all right, gang. So here's a thought um, I need to go out tomorrow to graduation, yep. right? I would like to go maybe go check out my dad. Okay. Uh, see his store. Uh, mm. I feel like it was, all, we were almost kind of robbed of the opportunity the first time we were in Altdorf. We were in such a rush, yes. Uh, so I feel like it would probably be a good time to maybe search around for that a little bit. Um, uh, we, we should go stop in and just let Bruno's family know that he's okay. Mina, don't you have to like report for like soldier school or something? I've got time. Oh, all right. I should. Well, I am hesitant to leave the boat. Well, here's what I'm thinking. So Renat seems a little worldly. Maybe she can go out with me and Carl and we can kind of show her the city a little bit, get her away from the cheeseburner. And uh, Philippe Butson, he was like, I would like to go too. Okay, I'm fine with that. Actually, that's pretty sweet. But, but, 
somebody needs to be on the boat. Yeah, you too. But what if the watch come back? Who? The, Just the, do not enter. Not, I believe they are not allowed to enter the boat without uh, warrant. Warrant? Yes. Never heard of such a thing. It's an imperial law, is it not? Certainly not the Bretonian. Nobles do as they wish. I I oh. feel like I maybe have seen some guards do some things that aren't always totally on the level. Ah, uh, does do these guards not always follow the rules? I think we have yet it, to see guards that do. <laughs> we we've definitely turned a guard's eye with coin before. And I suspect again. I suspect that a guard that would take a bribe would probably look on a boat without permission. Ah. But what a... Yeah. Do you, do you two have coin to potentially bribe these guards? Uh, not until we sell this wool. So tomorrow morning we sell the wool and then you guys come meet my dad with me. I will stay with you uh, until they sell the wool. Okay. And then you will have money plenty for, for potential bribe. Yes? That sounds fair, yes. Okay. Is your bribe going to be worth more than the reward for turning you in, though? Well, Rose I do like, uh, kind of furrow at that, like, what What are you saying there? Are you I, I, me? I, I, no, he is saying we will have to give them 10 gold. Oh, I, oh. I thought you wanted to see the inside of a barrel. Bruno, I... I want, oh. I want to turn in you. Okay. Wow. Bruno's <laughs> wow. Bruno, but if Come you didn't want to make hot. 10 gold. What? No, I would only be worth five. Oh, right. Because oh, five, five each. each. Yeah. I am assuming. I mean, would it, I, it would be eight for me, maybe two for you. Yes. All right. <laughs> oh, then. But I'm. <laughs> By weight. <laughs> Each of us definitely has like more than enough gold to bribe any guard. Oh yeah, and I love that know. none of us acknowledged that too. No. Renette, no, I, I don't want them to know. Oh, the download you're yeah. keeping your riches there, like you want yeah. Renat and Philippe to think you're poor for some reason. I don't know. I'm near broke again. I've paid off a bunch of debts. I don't know how much money you guys have. Oh wait, I know exactly how much you have. I helped provide you that money, and no one ever said thank you. <laughs> Good job not getting someone killed this time. Yeah. Hey. Could have had 10 more gold in your pocket. <laughs> For every person that I've had killed by accident, I've also accidentally killed myself. <laughs> <laughs> what a line. I'll drink to that. Oh, oh my goodness. Get that one on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. Oh, man. It's a good time. Anywho. All right. So what time is it? Is it like late? Should we be turning in? It is it's hard to tell with the fog. Like, obviously, it'll get darker at night, but it's still very dark during the day. Okay. You know, the fog kind of has that weird. What's the word? Opaque quality. Iridescence to it. Opaque is a good. That, I, that diffuse light, you know. Okay. Like in the mist, the movie. If I recall, we got here pretty early afternoon. Mm. Sounds was, right. Because it was too early for dinner. We probably mucked her out for a little bit. Um, it's probably close to dinner time. Okay. Why don't uh, maybe... I believe you got dinner when you were in town, when you found the 
wanted posters. I'm pretty sure you got food then. That was one episode ago, so I don't remember, but I did get some pies. Yeah, he has it in his notes. And um, we did get pies. I and believe pies. I don't think we stopped for a full dinner or anything. But so here's what I'm thinking. And whether we've eaten a little while ago or not, why don't like me or not? Maybe Carl uh, head out, maybe ask around about my dad a little bit, because I still don't really know exactly where he is. And that's once again, the entire reason we're here. So. We go ask, maybe try to find out a place where he might be, grab dinner, bring it back, get some takeout. We eat at the boat. We have a good night. We have some yucks. Uh, you know, we convince Bruno to do the brandy bounce. Remember from that guy you guys murdered? Um, <laughs> and then tomorrow we wake up pretty decently early because uh, the merchant's probably going to be here early with his dudes to get the wool and pay us. And then uh, we'll go see my dad all official like, you know, during business hours. All right. Oh, and uh, stop by Bruno's family and tell, you know, his kids what a hero he is to me personally. Shh. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah. Can I tell them what you've done for me? No. Oh. No one knows what I've done for you and no one will know. What I've done for you. I feel like he made it pretty clear he didn't want you to go talk to his family. I just... <laughs> okay. People need to know how great you are, Bruno. And they will when, uh, you know, I'm a, a hero of the Empire and uh, lauded throughout the streets. Uh, you're, you're a hero to Lucky. <laughs> so real quick, I'm not going to tell you guys what to do, but I'm going to say that Carl would absolutely know that going out in outdoor fog at night is incredibly dangerous and a good time to be mugged and or robbed or pickpocketed. You just said we don't know if things. it's night. That's why I'm saying let's get take. We know out. it's getting. Let's get takeout for dinner. Then. Let's go back and let's stay at the let's yeah. stay at the boat until tomorrow morning. Yeah, somebody just go grab food from that place over there. I mean, the bar, the, the street of 100 taverns is probably a great place to dig up some information on where, where my dad might be and also get some like chicken wings and pies. It is very close by. Yeah. We went up and down it before. Let's yeah. go. So. Let's get some WAP. Wings and pizza. Yeah. Good luck, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Goodbye. <laughs> I'll go, Papa. I'll, I'll uh, give you two silver uh, to pick me up some some dinner. Uh, I'd rather have a hot dinner than uh, any cold dinner that's uh, left on here. Okay. On the boat. Mina, do you want anything while we're out? Uh, yes, if you would not mind. No. Okay, thank you. What would you like? Uh, same as Bruno, just half a normal portion for me. Okay. So. Uh, Philippe, you're staying here with them, right? Yes. What would you, do you want anything specific? Uh, merci. You're welcome. Um. Wait, thank you. No. Oh. See vous play. <laughs> Merci is thank you. I'm good. How I did are French you? For six years. It was a long time ago now. Because yeah, see vous play is if you please. So yeah, he says see vous play. Would you like an omelette du fromage? Uh, not not for dinner. No. Okay. Uh, you want a half Bruno portion? Yeah, please. Okay. And Renat, you're coming with us? Half Bruno. Can I just have a half Bruno? <laughs> yeah, Renat will go with you. Sweet. Carl, you ready to go? I I suppose it's better not to let you go alone. I completely agree. Renat's like... <laughs> it, 
Or not, you maybe have not known Gerald as long as the rest of us. Ger- Jerry. <laughs> Jerry. Okay. I, will, I will remember with the with your nickname, Lucky Jerry, who is always getting out of a pinch. Yeah, that's that's the way to describe me. <laughs> um. <laughs> he he like he's definitely not dead, but maybe deserves to be due to times that he's been walking around by himself. And it's probably a lot better the more people. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So I, I do feel that the more people that are directly with me, um, the better. All right. So you guys can head back into the city. Renat's got her trusty lantern. Either of you want to grab some kind of light source as it's getting darker? Yeah, sure, actually. You want to take a torch off the, the boat or a lantern or... Yeah, a lantern sounds great. Lantern in one hand, quarterstaff in the other. Yep. Yeah, Carl will uh, use a lantern as well. He's also going to be like tucking up his coin purse more than usual because... He knows. You know what? Probably not an awful idea to leave a lot of our our stuff here. Did you buy a cloak when Mina did? I know a couple people did. I can't remember who. I think everyone did but me. I started with a cloak. Oh, right. uh, Just as a trapping for my class. So you've been wearing that in the fog? Yeah. I'm pretty sure Bruno didn't because he already had a heavy coat, right? Yeah, I'm only going to bring a couple handfuls of silver and pennies out with me. I'm going to leave all the gold behind. That's a really good idea. Carl, you can do the same thing, um, or just keep him also more leaving secure the, in your person. The longbow and two he, of my daggers behind too. He's doing the fantasy equivalent of putting his wallet in his front pocket. Okay, I like that. With your, and then you have a cloak as well. It makes it even harder to pickpocket you. All right, so where are you going first? The uh, three just, of you is just to. You know, some type of bar or whatever. I, I'm not really from here, Carl. Is there like a place that you would go to like, you know, is that like a merchant bar or whatever? Because my dad's a merchant. Maybe I can ask. Maybe he's there, honestly. Well, maybe so after we a... could go back to the Boatman Inn where Carl or good Lord Joseph got you that first dinner. We guys each had like a pheasant. That sounds where like the a bad whole idea. issue happened yes. with uh, Max and the two nobles. S- sounds like a bad idea to me personally. Uh, but but that one is at the bottom of the street of 100 taverns it's the closest to where you are now yeah i'll follow your lead here we we could always go a little bit further up the street to edna's we bruno and i used to go there before we stopped being allowed to go there but i think they've probably forgotten All right. Yeah, I'm sure that with his face plastered all over the walls, they forgot who he was. So, well, he's not with us. And that's the main reason. And if people ask, you can just say, like, he's not with us anymore. And people are just going to assume for us dead. Yeah. If it, yes. If anybody tells, <laughs> says anything, I'll say that we stopped hanging out together because of all the crimes that he did. <laughs> Totally believable. Mina does bring up a good point, though. Maybe we could start telling people he's dead and they'll start taking down the posters. He is. People of his weight often do die earlier. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, we can go to Edna's. That sounds fine. (laughs) 
Do they have good food? Is I mean, Bruno's they, probably going to like what they serve, right? Uh, yes, they have they have great pies. That's why we used to go there. If we order enough for seven people, are they going to assume that we're with Bruno, though? <laughs> we we can tell them that we're bringing back food for. And then Carl's just going to, you know, start counting out on his fingers and nine people. Yeah, I think that that will be very believable. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Yeah, let's head off to Edna's. All righty. So you guys can get there pretty quickly. The three of you, you ordered nine people's worth of pies. <laughs> well, what else do they yeah. have here? I, I don't I don't maybe not want a pie. What else do they have? Well, the pies aren't always like fruit pies. You can get like meat pies, chicken have, pot pie type thing. Do you have like day old pies? No. You always sell out? Yes. What's your least popular pie? Pecan pie. How is pecan your least popular pie? Because that's my least favorite pie. Oh, you're dumb. <laughs> you're a bad GM. He can't wow. pie. How long are we into this episode? How and long I, are we in? What's our time? An hour and 13 minutes. We, we started a bit into that, but still over well, an hour yeah, in before you said it. We're at an hour 16 and I, I... Happy episode 50, baby. Right? That's like a new record since that's become a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe you don't like pecan pie. No, I'm not a fan of pecans at I all. I know. I love it. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like literally the best pie. Mm. It's pretty good. There's no sense in making it. He's the only one going to eat it. I'll eat it. That's fine. We can share a pie. Right, I don't fucking cool, care. Cool. Pecan pie is great. Right. I'll make that instead of pumpkin this year. I love pumpkin pie. Yeah, but we and never nobody ate it, it and it went moldy. <laughs> never again. Lily gave me so much shit because I had to make a pumpkin pie from scratch. I couldn't just get a frozen. Why don't you make like a blueberry pie, but instead of blueberry filling, just pour blueberry juice in it so it's really runny. <laughs> and I can spill it all over the other pies? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea. Um. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not a real thing that happened or close to it. So, yeah, we'll go to Edna. I mean, if you have something a little bit cheaper, like what's your cheapest pie? Is it the pecan pie? Because I would really like you to tell me that the cheapest pie is the pecan pie. Well, yeah, because it got to be the least popular, they reduced the price of it. All right. So I know that we said that we were going to get 10 pe- or nine people's worth of pie, but let's get nine or wait, the other one. <laughs> what? We told you we were going to get nine, but let's get Not ten. nine, but nine. Because if the pecan pie is the cheap one, I would actually like uh, two pies as well. Okay, you can do that. Um, also, uh, I appreciate you not saying anything because I'm kind of a minor celebrity here. Uh, I am the son of the Emperor's Alchemist, uh, Dr. Dregs. Um, it is my first time to the city, technically. Uh, and if you know where his alchemy shop is, uh, I would really appreciate directions to there. Nope. Don't know. Never heard of him. Well, obviously you can't afford medicine. You are a poor person, which is also why you, um, disregard pecan pie. So. I mean, I never said I Carl, <laughs> Carl is slowly stepping away from lucky just to not be associated with insulting the uh, proprietor. Is this too familiar to why you guys are kicked out of here in the first place? No, it definitely had to do with intoxication, but <laughs> I like it. Um, that said, though, do you have any fancy rich people that come here? Because they might know where my father is. 
fancy rich people to the street of a hundred taverns? No. How about Not unless they're brandy bouncing, but it's been a few weeks since that. I have I have seen a good brandy <laughs> bounce before. Um Ugh. Well, oh, okay. I mean, I wish you were more useful to me. Um, all right. <laughs> you're welcome for the pies. You're you're welcome for our patronage. Thanks. You're welcome. I say in Bretonia. Sivu <laughs> <laughs> <vous> play. Lane. <laughs> so yeah, I guess we'll get our pies. And is there anyone fancy in here looking at all? How do you say you're welcome in French? I know Merci. in Spanish. Merci beaucoup. Fin de soleil. Merci is thank you. Beaucoup then, probably. It's very thank you. Much, like that's like more. Like thank you very much. Yes. Alexa. Très bien. <laughs> Que bueno. It's very good. Zulu in German, it's bitter. <laughs> so you guys buy a bunch of pies? Then what? Didn't think he was going to say pies. Um, I was seeing if there was anyone somewhat uh, upper scale looking or that looks like maybe they had recently seen a physician or a doctor um, uh, that maybe in the pie shop. Not that you can tell. I mean, just pretty. Typical looking people. Okay. <laughs> Lucky, I don't know if you're going to find what you're looking for here. This is a working man's bar. Well, working men get injured, right? So then they go to the apothecary. Maybe they don't go to the emperor's apothecary, which is why I've been looking for rich people, because obviously he probably only consorts with the highest of the high. But. Yeah, most of us. To come to a place like this, when we get hurt on the job, we come here and then we drink. Oh. <laughs> That's... A, as a doctor myself, probably not the best decision that they can make. Because he has a heel skill. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how is he a doctor? But I get what you're saying. And obviously, if this was a place that was uh, going to... So I'll be honest with you, Carl. I felt that if there was a place that was going to kick Bruno out, Bruno has very expensive taste. And if he was going to overdo it somewhere, that it would probably be a fancy place. And to me, this place has both floors, a ceiling and chairs. So I assumed that this was a higher end establishment. If it's not the highest establishment that would uh, perhaps patron my father, that's understandable, but I assumed it may have been. I mean, there's there's a long way between a place like this and where we went to dinner in Bogenhofen. Yeah, fair. Mm. So where's the where's the type of place in Altdorf that would be like that place? The car would know mm. that'd be on the other side of the river in more of okay. the noble district, which you would know it was also like walled. You wouldn't be able to even be able to get into that area the way you look. Honestly, I I can't say that I've been to that sort of restaurant before. And like, I know that's probably up across the river, but. Across the river. That's right. Carl, you're a genius. Jana's across the river. We could go over there. She's probably been waiting for me this whole time. She might know where my dad is. I I think the pies will get cold. I think we should go back to the boat. 
It's such a good reason. Okay, yeah, that's legitimate. Um, I've seen Bruno... <laughs> I have seen Bruno eat literal garbage before. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, my God, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Oh, my God. It you tastes real weird. No. Mina. I did. I tried to wake you up with garbage. She thought it'd be like a, like like a smelly salt. Yeah. No, he remembers. And <laughs> it didn't taste great. But, I mean, I didn't want to go to waste. No, you're right. Yeah, maybe that's something we can check out tomorrow. Maybe the fog will lift up a little bit. So I'm fine heading back. If you're fine heading back. Yeah. Yes, let's do that. And then tomorrow we'll do everything else. I'll graduate. I'll see my dad. And we'll go see Bruno's kids and Jenna. The list just keeps getting longer. I mean, it's, tomorrow's going to be a great day. I'm really <laughs> yes, excited. It's going to be great when we sell all the wool. Oh, yeah, that too. Oh, my gosh. There's just so much that's definitely going to happen tomorrow. Certainly nothing horrendous befall this group. No, I, I think tomorrow. you've seen my itinerary. Tomorrow's going to be a pretty overwhelmingly positive day. Mm-hmm. All right, so you guys going to head back to your boat? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Bruno's boat, but yeah. The gang's boat? Yeah. Because you name. <laughs> head back, and then you see Lucky and Carl, and we're not coming in with a bunch of pies. Bruno, like, that place... Has some of the cheapest pecan pies that I have ever seen. I know. You can get so many and they fill you up and they're amazing. I mean, they, they look and smell really good. All right. For a pecan pie. I'm happy that we made it all the way back here to the Codfather. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's the name of the boat today. Today? I'm just going to give it a different name every episode yeah, yeah. until we All finally right. decide on one. Uh-huh. Uh, Bruno, do be careful with how many of these pecan pies you eat. Um, Uncle Chet once told me he ate a fruit that grows on the outside of the pecan. He ate the whole thing. And he ate so many that he was no longer able to make the... She kind of like looks like Renat and like whispers... He was no longer able to make a butt blossom. Oh, did did he get the trots like Lucky? No, it all stuck. Oh, the see, anti-trots. He had to see a physical woman to get his body flowing correctly. Mm. Sometimes you just I'm, need to throw 10 gold into the sewer to get that flowing again. It, I thought Lucky was a doctor now. He was telling me earlier. I am a doctor now. So, okay. What you do in that situation (laughs) is medical stuff. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I am no physic man, so I do not know. And I am, which is why you don't know. If only we had Ernst. Why would we need him? I am a medical man now. (laughs) How many bases do you have in heal? Five. I'll check out. <laughs> so you guys get to enjoy a nice meal on the boat. You're in the cabin. It's a little cramped with the six of you, but it's not bad. You got more than enough pies for everybody, unless you really let Bruno go to town. He keeps trying to steal another one. 
and another. I, I listen. Uh, I bought two for myself. Oh. It's cozy. It's like I, a back in Seastath with all my family. And when Uncle Chet would invite his um, his snapball player friends over from the snapball league, he had to join when he lost that bet one time. And he told me, Mina, never gamble or you will be snapballer for life. <laughs> Philippe, is that true? Philippe is like, uh, what is what is this snapball? Can you please explain? Well, he played for the uh, Ostermark Opossums. Uh, for a brief career, uh, he was world famous as the opossum, but he was not the mascot. Do not be confused. And you you take a little creature, uh, sometimes um, like green skin. Oh, oh like, a, like a snotling. Yes, and you push it together and you wrap it with belt. It's fine because they are disgusting. Mm-hmm. And then you throw it to each other and you catch it and you run it and is um terribly vicious and bloody and wonderful sport you do that with a with a living being this they are terrible it's fine it's a menace to society they're usually okay afterwards it's yeah. fun game snotlings are uh from what i understand surprisingly resilient as as as, as green skins and then they go grow big and strong Sounds awfully cruel. And become like uh, goblins and then kill an entire village. It does sound very imperial, yes. And that's something you'd ever see in Bretonia. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't so, sound like anything that you would find in Bretonia. Yes, I, I did not say he played in Bretonia. He was on the opossum team. Is this the same as, um, or similar to game I've heard of, uh, Middenball? Yes, it's very similar, but with no snarling. Oh, so it's more humane. I, as someone educated in Middenheim, I'm saying that right, right? <laughs> yes, Middenheim. Yeah. I'm looking yes. at Bruno. <laughs> yes, I've I've been there once or twice. Yeah, that's where I went to school uh, initially. Um, they are not the type of people that would delight in hurting. Things that they deem menaces to society. No, well, there was no delight in hurting the snarling. There was delight in hurting the other players. This is very different. All right. Yeah, one time Uncle Chep rung, rip other men's ear off entirely. On like on purpose? Well, it he like Uncle Chet threw him to the ground and then went to stomp on his head and then men. Turned too quickly and Uncle Chet stepped on his ear and then man went to get up to fight Uncle Chet and it ripped off his head. Yes, I did not see Uncle Chet told me about that. Wow. Okay. I looked at Philippe. This type of uh, barbarism isn't something that we normally see in Bretonia. Well, there was no barber surgeon. That is why the ear hole just like closed up. It was gone. They could not reattach it because there was no barber surgeon. Oh. I have heard of taking like a torch to it and just burning it closed. Mm. Yes. Yes. Essentially work. As a doctor, I can tell you that that is something that people do. And then Uncle Chet carried it around in his pocket afterwards. Oh. I'd love to see some of this uh, midden ball or snot ball or whatever it is. Oddly enough, it looked like a, a snail shell. Yes. <laughs> You could hear ocean. In 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 the ear. Yes. 
Right. You would love Uncle Chet. He was wonderful. Ah, uh, sounds like it. Uh, but I do have some some news for you all. Well, I, not not just me. You've he been on at, the boat all day. What news could you possibly have? He looks have? at Renat and um, she says, "Yes, uh, we have decided to to stay in Altdorf." Oh, that's great. I I've never been. Philippe would like to show me the town. You've been in Altdorf before, Philippe? Yes, I came through Altdorf on my way to Weisbrook. Uh, perhaps you've heard of the Emperor's Alchemist, Dr. Drakes. I have not. Hmm. Obviously, you have not spent a lot of time in Altdorf. But uh, Renat and I have decided that we don't need to travel to Nuln. We We appreciate you. Much and we and we see you as good friends, but we think uh, we we will stay here for now. If you're back in town, we we would love to see you again. All right. I think tomorrow morning, though, after things may calm down a little bit, we 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 shall say adieu. Uh, well, gesundheit. <laughs> well, I will be sad to not have you. Uh, on the boat with us, both of you. You are a wonderful company, but uh, if you are going to continue to burn cheese, yes, you should not be on the boat anymore. <laughs> Philippe, like, practically falls over laughing so hard. Uh, Renat says, it's, we, we hope the best for you, but what you are doing is not not for us, oh, I don't think. It's because of these two being wanted criminals, huh? No. Well, we know they, they are they are not murderers. Lies and slander. Yes, that. And hmm. just remember, Bruno, of all of the people here who have been executed before, you and I are not on that list. Accurate. <laughs> so we said thank you and hope we see you again after tomorrow morning. Yes, wonderful. Well, let us have a good night tonight uh, celebrating with our friends. Yes. Yes. We. We we. So you guys kind of hit the hay after hanging out for a while, chatting and whatnot. Uh, hit the wool, sure. <laughs> Why yeah. let all that like soft wool go to waste if we're not going to sleep? Be all it? flattened out because <laughs> we're selling it tomorrow. You're going to sleep on the wool out in the wet fog. The wool's not out in the wet fog, is it? What's in like it's crates and oh, covered up? All right. So we're I don't. Have Price reduced if uh, he sleeps in it. Yeah, right. They're buying by volume, not by weight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to bring up old scars. God, here we go. But the last time we all slept on a boat, Mina failed to perform her duties. And Carl was lit on fire because of it. <laughs> not uh, wrong. Dang. As, Thank you for bringing this up. As the only person that um, fulfilled their watch that night, I do think that maybe it would be best for me, uh, almost as a just reward for being the only person uh, willing to actually vanguard all of our safeties, um, for me to get a good night's rest. Oh. As well as Bruno. I thought you were um, volunteering to take all of the watches uh, just because you know that you would do that correctly. Yes, you're so much better at it than anyone else. Well, I am. Um, but also as... Then uh, it's settled. But <laughs> also as the doctor, 
uh, of, of, of oh, the crew you here. You are not the doctor yet. You graduate tomorrow. No, that's from <laughs> wizard school. I've already graduated from doctor school. Mm. Um, also, as someone that's never actually, uh, you know, succeeded in their watch duties, maybe mean if you took the first watch. No. Uh, Renat says, as thanks again for saving my life, I, I, I would take a watch. No, I mean, we, we have the guards on the dock for this. We you're do not you're literally abandoning watch. us tomorrow after we literally saved your life. You are literally <laughs> stabbing us in the you. face, not even in the back, <laughs> by <laughs> abandoning us tomorrow. I, we're, we're just going to continue our lives here and in, in, instead of yeah. wherever it is you are going. The things that you've told us, there are things... You saved my life on the boat. I cannot thank you enough for that. But well, it sounds obviously, like you're beginning into more Obviously, trouble. you can thank us to a certain extent, because then you will then leave us. But, you know, by, by all means, say I, what it is you are going to say. I was volunteering for to take a watch with you. Not with you, but in addition to yours. I'm not taking a watch at all. I'm the only doctorate here. I'm an educated man. Two degrees. Three degrees, probably. <laughs> Mina, you do not think we need to watch? No, there are multiple guards out on the dock. We literally pay a fee for safe harbor here. I do not. When we were with Joseph, we never kept watch when we were docked in a city. So why would we do it here? Bruno, you're the captain. Do we need to watch? I, mm, again, yeah, I think we, I mean, there are guards on the dock, uh, but those guards are looking for us. Yes, uh, so I will not be going out <laughs> on the boat. I'll, I'll take Excellent the morning watch. Point. How about that? Well, I'll get up, make you all some nice, uh, strong coffee. All right. Uh, maybe some, some huevos. That's, that's right. Did I say that right? No? Okay. Still Spanish. Okay. Um, and bacon. And uh, yeah, I'll take last watch. All right. I'm going to turn in, guys. All right. You have a good night. Have, have a good night, Lucky. Sweet dreams. You Be too. Oof. You too, Bruno. All right. In French, egg is oof. You just have to look I, that up. Yeah. Yeah, Not Renat's had a little bit too much of that jus de home, if you know what I mean. Nope. Juice, juice of house. Juice of. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> I think I just figured it out. So, all right. So we go to bed. Yeah. Is anybody doing watch then? Do we decide? Yeah, Renat and me. Okay. Cool. So some of the night. Yeah. Sure. This passes without incident, as Mina was saying. The the, you know, docking here. The boats are actually pretty well safe. Uh, Carl especially would know that most of the crime that happens isn't so much stealing, but smuggling mm. on the boats and bringing in contraband and selling it. Uh, outright stealing it off the boat, it's too too easy to get caught. So Even crimes in the fog. So crimes of the heart. Not of the wallet? Oh, right. <laughs> what? Actually, in an outdoor fog, traditionally, crimes of the heart do happen pretty rampantly. Mm. Yeah. Easier to get away with that kind of stuff, but mm -hmm. even even in a fog, just stealing cargo off a boat is too obvious because 
there's no no one's ever going to actually unload a boat in the night. Yep, but the night passes without incident in the morning. Uh, pretty much, you know, let's say bright and early, but the fog is still lingering. It's a seem it might seem a little thinner today. Mm. Hard to tell because in the morning it's going to be thicker anyway. But uh, your new friend. I think it was uh, Hohenzoll. Hohenzoll. Yes. Her Hohenzoll comes by. Who's this? To buy the wool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Sounds sounds accurate. You see him with a group of stevedores behind him ready to work on unloading. Carl, you recognize these stevedores very easily, quickly. Mm. You some of them seem to recognize you. They take a long look at you. These are all men that used to work with you and your family and in the fog it's a little hard to tell but you're standing pretty close you see um they all have their arms bare because they have to show off their muscles and try to you know whoever's got the biggest shoulders and biceps or whatever you see all of them on their left shoulder they have a tattoo of a boat hook it's a bit exaggerated to have a long sharp hook so carl knows these men are members of the hook gang hooks one of the infamous dock gangs um well do you do you need any uh assistance unloading the wool oh no i brought my own men for that excellent excellent Uh, i assume you have uh your receipt and payment on you indeed yes um i'll take that okay he hands over a heavy pouch and probably not a pouch for that much gold. He gives you a small box and he says, papers are inside. Pleasure doing business with you. I hand it to Bruno as he is super numerate. Uh, Bruno doesn't come out of the cabin, uh, keeping his head down and his face uh, covered uh, for the most part. Uh, but uh, yeah, he could count the money. Yeah, I'll bring uh, it into him in the cabin. All right. The Steve doors get to work right away. Uh, moving these things around. They do have some boat hooks to to grab things and pull them along, and, and a few men left them back. Is that time. what boat hooks are for? And partly. Oh, I figured it was like a pulling boats closely. So yeah. Could, oh, gotcha. They use them in a couple of different ways, yeah. Fair. In this case, they can get better grip on the boat hook than grabbing these crates to move them around. Um, but yeah, they unload them. They're working on unloading them as you take it into Bruno. You take a look at inside the box. Yeah. Um, you can count really quickly. There was the 38, 38. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. 38 gold that was promised. And there is a um, kind of like a receipt oh. describing the transaction and what exactly is being purchased. All right. Um, Everything good, boss? Or Yeah. Uh, I write up uh, a small point of sale receipt for him. And then I hand that off to Lucky to give to Air uh, Olenzel. Uh, give him a good POS. Yep. All right. You can take it back to him. Yeah, absolutely. He's like, oh, I, I made a copy for myself, but this this will be helpful. I'm sure. Thank you. You're welcome. This absolute chicken scratch. I just imagine half the letters are backwards. Yeah. Like he bought. What did he buy again from us? It just says, OK, on it. <laughs> We're like done. <laughs> All set. It's a picture of a sheep. <laughs> like 75 bulk of wool. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. I wanted GB to say wool. Oh. <laughs> well, wool. Because you were always like, well, well, well. Jimmy, what's going that's on? That's when he well. says, well, yeah, I know. That's, well. a, that's a joke. Just W-L-L. Well, well. 
I haven't heard that one well, in a while. <laughs> well, Carl is going to uh, get back into the uh, the cabin. He's not interested in. <coughs> excuse me. Uh, not interested in like getting into a conversation with people in the old business because he doesn't really want to like. He's not sure that they have totally recognized him and he's hoping that they'll just pass it off as a coincidence since I do have the mustache now. Mm. Mm. Is that relatively new? Like obviously not before since you've met these people, but well, we got the mustache to, uh, in order to impersonate, um, Oh, what's his name? Liberung. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, since it's been trimmed, trimmed, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Oh, you mean that these people would not notice you with such a kept mustache (laughs) (laughs) that looks like a dead guy in the woods? I thought like you meant that you grew it after you left Altdorf in the first place to get away from the hooks. No, 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 no. Uh, Yeah, I just it's I look a lot fancier than I Mm. used to. I mean, that was like two weeks ago that you got that 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 mustache trim. It still looks better than it used to. I'm, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> All right. So. But yeah, they're getting unloaded. It's obviously going to take a little while. Right. He's got five stevedores with him. He said, figures it'll probably take two hours. Yeah. As, as, a, as a merchant, uh, obviously, you know, he's probably hung out with my dad. So, hey, do you know my dad, Dr. Dregs? You probably do. You look like you're well to do. I'm sorry, Dr. Dregs? Dr. Dregs, the Emperor's alchemist. I I do not travel in those circles, no. Do do you know who might? I I just, I feel it's... With the uh, Emperor? No, no, it would be nice, but no. Oh, okay. Do you know where, like, the alchemist district is? Or the apothecary district? Uh, I believe there's shops on, on all sides of the rivers here, but... If you had to like rank like some of the best <laughs> apocryphies. Well, I mean, of course they'd be in the palace district, but the palace district. Yes. Where would that be? Surrounding the the palace. To the Good. west across across the river. Right. The, right. Across the Reich. Yes. Across the Reich. Yes. Um, and to to go across the Reich, you would go across like a like a br- like a bridge. Uh, yes. And then you would to get into the the rich people district, you would give the guards like. A probably a writ of invitation, a writ of invitation. Yes. Mm hmm. Sound. Especially during a fog. They're not going to let just anybody in. Correct. Yep, that sounds right so far. Right. Checks out. Um, and you specifically definitely have a writ of invitation. No, I do not live in the palace. You don't. Again, would be nice, but no. Right. Because the type of person that would have one would be someone like... Uh, of noble birth of noble birth and they hang out over at the uh in the palace district yes right <laughs> which likely you will not be able to get into especially during a fog right because it's hard to see people going over the wall 
to the palace district and the fog. I mean, if you could scale a wall of that height and get past all of the uh, arquebusmen on top, it would be rather impressive. And an arquebusman is a... He, the guy looks at oh, who else is out here. Probably Carl. No, Carl went back inside. He's the only one out there right now. <laughs> it might be. Mina might be out here, but probably not. I'm not outside. Why not? And Why would I be out on the boat in the middle of the day? Fair. <laughs> He's like, uh, 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 Arquebus, the rifles. A gunman. Yes, sure. So having a gunman would like help you get in. But no, they would s- certainly see that as an attack and you probably would not even make it to the wall. Right. It sounds like you should not go near the palace district, <laughs> sir. It sounds like you shouldn't. You're not an ar- arquebus man, that nor do you true. have a writ of invitation. It is also true. Um, I was testing you to see if you were of higher mirth and um, frankincense than you looked, but unfortunately you are not. Okay. Yes. Sure. Either way, it's been an absolute pleasure doing business with you. Oh, you as well. Yes, thank you. Can't wait to turn this into goods. Right. Especially with winter fast approaching. Winter. (laughs) Yes, sir. The time of year gets cold. (laughs) Right. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so that's that's all I have for you. <laughs> all right. So they continue unloading the wool. Which is. Sorry. So what are, what are we going to do? Leave? No. Uh, oh, okay. Once again. So it's going to take like two hours. Yeah. I think you just spent an hour of it talking to that guy. So. Well, so we got one more hour. <laughs> uh, so not to. Assume or anything, but Renat, maybe Carl, because you guys want to go to my graduation with me, or because I don't think Mina cares I, about me in any way, shape, or form. And uh, I can't leave the boat. If I leave the boat, I'm going to get arrested, so I can't do anything. The only time you were almost arrested was on the boat, so obviously that's the most dangerous place for you to be. <laughs> Renat agrees to go with you. Carl, do you want to go to my graduation? Yeah, actually, yes. All right, cool. Bruno? Uh, no, I'm I'm going to stay on the boat, uh, you know, just because uh, my face is on this wanted poster. Right. So can I have uh, part of my cut real quick? Uh, oh, yeah. 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 Uh, let's see. 38 divided by uh, that is um, it, how about what? Four? It, take I, it out. <laughs> Divided we, by four. Yeah. I think we should yeah. keep a um a portion for the boat. Yes, and for costs because some of us have been paying for uh passage from oh. one channel to the next for right. docking fees. Yeah. And so if we keep it in like a for the boat fund, yes. then that can pay for those costs. Okay. So we'll keep thirty for the boat fund and uh everyone gets two. No, I need more. I need more than that. I need like four for right now for what I'm about to go do to graduate. Oh, you need four. So what I was going to give you before. 
Yeah. But I'm you talked me down to two. So. Listen, no, listen. So, uh, me, listen, <laughs> me to talk to you, and that's that's your first mistake. Right. So. Um, what about the boat? Right. Yeah. The boat deserves some nice things, too. All right. Uh, but I, I think my cut, you know, uh, as one of the, the finder's fees of finding the guy to buy the wool, I should probably have a number that's more than four. And I'm, I'm not super aware of numbers that are more than four, but I, I trust you. All right. So if I give everyone five, that's more than four. And then let's see, that leaves a little bit for the boat. I look to Carl. It's 18 for the boat. Carl's also supernumerate, yeah. so. There you go. So how much? It's still a lot of money. Is that right? Should we be getting five? Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll give everybody five and then we'll keep 18 for the boat. Sounds good to me. All right. Uh, all right. Yeah, I'll take five. All right. So everyone gets five gold and we will keep 18 for the boat. Or yes. All right. And then Lucky Carl and Renat head into town to get Lucky for Lucky's graduation. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Renat is encouraging you to to be quick about this for the safety of Mina and Bruno on the boat. You know what? You're Renat, you're probably right. So how about uh I just kind of go do my walking ceremony real quick. I'll just go in. I'll just ask for the diploma. Um you guys wait out here and that way you guys don't have to kind of uh sign yourselves as witnesses because this is kind of in a very official ceremony. Okay. Okay, great. And I'll I'll uh, moonwalk right into that graduation store. All right. He's got it ready for you, as he said it would. Okay. He's got Jerry Crumpet on there. Amethyst School. You're good to go. So, uh, Mr. Dobby. Dorby. 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 Let's do some more business together right now. Oh? Uh, Two things. I'm going to hand you, uh, let's say, three gold. Mm -hmm. I would like to pre-purchase my next license. Okay, sounds good to me. Um, I am going to send for it at some point, and maybe by character pigeon or crow or fish, but I will get word to you in some way, shape, or form by my initiate name, Lucky. Okay. Uh, when I do, I will most likely provide instructions for where to send um, my next license. Very good. Uh, that said, I'm also going to include a one gold tip in here. Oh. Uh, because last time we spoke, or the first time that I was here, you said that you may have heard of the name Dr. Dregs, and I was hoping maybe this additional gold might uh, lubricate your brain hole a little bit about him. Ah, yeah. Okay. Well, I've heard of Dr. Dregs. Somebody sets up shop once in a while. Yes. Yes, probably. Exactly. Um, Here and there. It's been a while. Uh, do you know where he might set up shop? No, uh, it's always different places. He's got a little, he puts up like a little overhang and then sells his perfumes and stuff okay is there is there like a place like like someone would be setting up like perfumes and stuff like now is there like a perfume district or something i doubt now no i mean i if i wasn't where i am i I wouldn't you know be setting up shop out there during the fog too easy for things to just get right right okay all right cool all right cool though um cool very good. Yeah, I'll make sure to have this ready. Uh, the name is up to you, by the way, next time. Okay. 
And uh, as is the school. Really, whatever's most convenient for you, man. Sounds good. Thank and you I can very much. and I can trust that that this will make it where I where I send it to go. Correct? Of course, absolutely. All right, thank. It's nice been doing business with you. I hope that uh, uh, you know you remember me with uh, I don't know fondness or whatever. Very well. Great, thanks. How did he spell Jerry? J e r r y. J. Sweet. Okay. Cool. I'm Jerry with a J. <laughs> All right, I'll leave. All right. So you meet it back up with Renat and Carl. Yep. I did it, guys. I've graduated. Oh, congratulations. Uh, at the top of my class. Wow. Impressive. Right. Oh. I mean, yeah, I have a double major as both a doctor and a wizard of the Amethyst School, but uh, I, I pulled her off. Why? There was a, there was a parade in there. It was pretty <laughs> exciting. Uh, I, it's such a shame that you guys weren't able to be in there, but, you know. Oh. It was probably best because it, it might have been a little too exciting for you. Oh. Well, let us get back. Yes. Wait, no. Uh, we got to go see a perfume stand. Excuse me? And we should go check out some perfumes just in case. <laughs> Lucky, I don't know that if we were going to have concerns about smell, I'm sure that we would have addressed that by now after our journeys in the sewers. <laughs> I, I thought we were fine with our general aura that we've accumulated you know that, that my, with philippe yesterday the yelling it was a joke he, he does not have these these smelly times right but like so if there's anything that hanging out with you renat has taught me it's that you know perhaps uh beauty is not always just in the eye of the beholder sometimes it's in the nose as well the lene as some might say so Maybe we just on the way back, we, we ask around for like a perfume stand um, or like a makeup stand or something. And, and maybe we, you know, buy some because, you know, you never know. Obviously, we've experienced things in the past where we've needed perfume um, and, and maybe we could be prepared, more prepared for the future. So I'd say, Carl, you would know during an outdoor fog, like pop up stands, like what it sounds like, look, he's talking about are generally just not open at all. Uh I'll tell you this, Jerry, <laughs> if you. we see a stand on the way back to the boat, we can stop. Carl, thank you. That's all. That's all I've asked for. <laughs> you don't see one on the way back to the boat. Ah, nuts. Yep, 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 <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Uh, but, but when you do get back to the boat, you do see that these stevedores are done. Mm -hmm. The boat is riding a little bit higher in the water. Because there's no more wool on board. Philippe right. comes out to meet you and he said, uh, well, so inside Philippe has said goodbye to Mina and Bruno, mm. knowing that they should be back anytime. He says, thank you. And then he kind of looks at Bruno for a moment. I give him a gold. Oh, wow. OK. Yeah. You're like, hey, good luck on your travels. Uh, thank oh, you yes, for your training. Um, let's see. Oh, do I Oh, more for training? No, it was three or four days at two silver a day. So a gold is more than what you. Ah, beautiful. Uh, get, you know, guaranteed him. Merci beaucoup. You're, you're a fantastic trainer, and I'm sure I can, you know, figure out uh, how to reload this or, um, you know, uh, you know, clean it. I'm yes. Um, I'm, I have I have much faith in you, Bruno. Miss Mina. Yes. I will miss you. 
good luck to you here in this city. I would say fair city, but I don't know. Thank you for helping me to remain humble. And he bows low. And then he winks at you and then leaves. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) So as he leaves the cabin, the other three come back to the boat. And he says, good luck to you all. Uh, You too. Uh, there's, there's one thing I forgot. I don't know if you want to hand waver this or not, but I need to pick up more weir root. Where would you get that? Uh, by the colleges, probably. Mm, make a gotcha. haggle check. A haggle. Okay. Ooh. Uh, 33. Uh, what's my haggle? 36. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I did so, it. So look, you ask around a little bit and yeah, you can buy some. Okay, sweet. I'll have to look up how much that is. I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, and then uh, before, you know, we uh, burn with tongue kisses, we're not goodbye. Um, <laughs> we're not. Um, this may seem a little odd, but I feel like we've had some near death experiences together. Yes. And as a recent graduate of the Amethyst School, mm-hmm. um, it would help me to remember you uh, by. Can I have a lock of your hair? <laughs> Uh, yes. Thank you. I don't know you. how else I, that, like I've said, I don't know how to say thank you enough, so. That'll do. Yes. And she draws her dagger and cuts a, a piece off. Perfect. Long strand of black hair and hands it to you. Thank Not you. a strand, but you know. Yeah, I don't need a ton, just a little bit. This, this will just, uh, as part of my magics, I can check on you every once in a while and just make sure you're okay. Oh, that makes me feel much better. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, Renette, I was, I was going to say, we, we will miss having your company on board, your help on the ship, but more importantly, your company and friendship with us all. Oh, thank you, you all of you as well. But I think this, this ship is in good hands with with Captain Carl. Yes. What? Bruno's inside. Thank you. What? And they disappear into the fog. Oh man. She was our best sailor. <laughs> that is true. She was, she was the best one. <laughs> that is true. So you guys ready to head out south up the Reich? Yeah. Uh, do we need to pick up a load? No. We could just... We should probably just go. You if, know what? If we don't have a load, we travel faster. We should go. No, Bruno, that's actually a really good thought. I'm already unloading the rope. <laughs> one of the things that we could do is... One of the things... Uh, in known is that uh, that really fancy uh, princess, right? The gunnery school. Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, makeup is probably super important to her and perfumes. So oh. maybe maybe we go pick up some wares, some some um, some makeup wares, some uh, Cosmotex. OK. And then we can bring that with us. Oh, I know of just the place just a little bit farther down the river. It's a, a nice little river stand of uh, perfumeries and uh, sweet smells. Do you know if there is a place there where I can get my armor repaired? I need my armor repaired, but I am unable to go into the city here. So, oh, yeah, yeah. I could have brought yeah. your armor to a place to fix up. Eh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Uh, all right. All right. So I will untie the rope from the boat and throw it in the water. 
And uh, <laughs> not on the boat, but in the water. What? All right. Seeing as I head off, <laughs> that's that's the rope from the the uh, dock, right? That's the dock's rope. Usually Carl's gonna rope. yell down from the uh, captain's wheels. Bruno, that was our rope. Ah! <laughs> All right, put that on the uh, to buy list. Just haul it back on the boat. It's already in the water. It's taken out of your pay. <laughs> it's, all, it's all wet now. I get yeah. you. Yeah. So as you guys move onto the Reich proper, right here, it's quite wide. You know, hundreds of yards across. It's not like a small river mm. at this point. Um, do, Bruno's already on the deck. Does Mina feel safe to be on the deck at this point? No. I feel okay. Sigh of relief as we're going down. So the you guys start moving south down the river, down the Reich. Out of town, out of the city. And as you move through, or as you leave, you get just beyond the white walls of Altdorf, and this the fog is almost immediately lifting. Oh. It's clearly getting clearer as you leave the city itself. But you notice there outside of the town, there is a not a commotion, but you see a coach on the road very near the river. Hmm. And you see a familiar face boarding the coach. Okay. The person turns and looks and sees you all in the clearing fog. Oh, no. And he kind of sneers as he gets on this coach. It's Ernst. I was going to guess Ernst, too. It's a physic, man. Uh, does so, he need a ride? We'll see what's going on. No, we on. have it back. Yeah, maybe next time. Come back for episode 51. Yay. <laughs> Sorry. There was only one role that entire <laughs> game. Yep. What was that role? Oh, the haggle? haggle. Yep. Lucky's haggle. I I made a Lore Reichland check. Oh, yeah. I failed. Oh, yeah. Catastrophically. Yep. All right. So, two. need dice today. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this, check out all of our other great stuff over at the network. For example, dropping Mondays, we've got the Lost Omens podcast, our Pathfinder 2E actual play podcast. Join us as we start off with the Extinction Curse and navigate the world as members of a traveling circus. Also on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern time on twitch.tv slash professional casual network, we've got Oh Yeah! Power Phase, a battle report stream live from Bearded Dragon Games, where we go head to head playing Marvel Crisis Protocol. Every Wednesday is Patreon Day over at patreon.com slash professional casual. Every week on the Patreon, you will get new vlogs, bonus content, and a whole slew of other great stuff. Next up on Thursdays, we have a grim podcast of Perilous Adventure, our Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay 4th Edition actual play, where we're playing Through the Enemy Within, widely considered one of the greatest campaigns of all time. If actual plays aren't your jam for roleplaying entertainment, on Sundays at 3 p.m. Eastern, we have the grim stream of Perilous Lore where I will be streaming at our Twitch, talking about the lore of the old world of Warhammer. Every Friday, get ready, big chuckers, because Elite Eight Showdown is out both as a podcast and on YouTube, where we take a eight-subject bracket that could be about anything and everything, pit them against each other, and fight them to the death. And you can always hop on over to any of our social media sites and check us out there and get in touch with us if you need to. Over on Twitter, we're at Top Tier Casual. Instagram and Gmail are both The Professional Casual. And then on Facebook and our website, it's uh, Professional Casual.